everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the Vela podcast. Firstly, can I just say thank you so much for your patience. I know we've had a bit of a hiatus, but trust me, this episode is going to be worth the wait. So with Father's Day coming up, I thought it'd be good for us to explore daddy issues. This is something that impacts so many of us. If you were raised with your dad, if you weren't raised with your dad, it's something that we really, really do feel the impact of. So in the studio, I have with me Sarah Oyelay. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah I am the features editor at Bella Magazine, um, I'm all-round traveller and writer. Yes. So tell me about your relationship with your dad. Um, so my relationship with my dad was a bit fractured because um, he wasn't always in the picture. So um, my, me, my mom, my sister lived in London. Uh, he was in Nigeria. There was issues with like getting visas and papers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so really, I met my dad for the first time when I was eleven. Oh wow! Um, did and, you guys have any communication? Like, did you? Speak oh yeah, on the call, phone? used to call all the time, but it was very much like, "Hi, how are you? How's school?" Mm. <laughs> and it was like into conversation. And, like, it's, yeah, it's, oh, it was yeah. just like those kind of conversations all the time or we used to write letters and, you know, send oh. things and I know it was old school. Like, <laughs> he used to write letters and send them back with people and he will respond and stuff and, That's yeah, it, it was sweet. Um, But then also, it was very, it was also very weird because... It's abstract. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, as a child, so... He would ask us questions like, oh, what do you want to do when you want to grow up and blah, blah, blah. And we would respond and then he'll respond with a very typical kind of like, I'm trying to not be too general, but kind of Girl, African we dad. Know, we know what it African is. African dad mentality that was just <laughs> yeah. like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean that's what you want to do? I didn't do? hear the word doctor. I didn't I, hear I the didn't word hear, lawyer. I didn't hear engineer. I didn't hear any of these things. <laughs> so it was very much like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to start writing very standard like responses back oh, because okay. it's like so you started to censor yourself yeah, from an age because it's just like who is this stranger mm. in a sense you mm, know mm. but we had and you, you have never physically met him at this stage right no wow he wasn't um, able to be at my birth because of the visa issues and wow. stuff so um, yeah my mum had to do that on her own wow. and uh, with my sister who was probably like a two, two year old at a time mm. so um, yeah it was very it was a long distance father-daughter relationship yeah. um so it was been very so that made it uh difficult for closeness yeah um and even just kind of understanding who he was as a person because he lived away from his wife his kids um and then when we did meet him so I was 11 summer holidays to Nigeria mm. I remember touching down in Lagos which is a madness <laughs> for the <laughs> first time <laughs> oh. anyway it's yeah. a madness yeah. and then like through the busyness of the crowd and you know the noises and everything else and I'm literally see this man I've always seen in pictures Mm. and I'm like oh my gosh this is him Mm. and yeah so that was the first time I met him and then uh, it was kind of like chilling and hanging out with this person that you're just like I know but I don't really know because there's something about mannerisms and how people carry themselves and all this kind of stuff and almost my mum wanting to force a closeness with us, like kind of like, go sit with your dad or go 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 and talk to your dad about things. And I was actually like, okay, uh, all right. It kind of yeah. felt like uncle, but it's not. Yeah. This is my dad. So it was, uh, yeah, it was always a bit of a weird kind of relationship. Yeah, for me, my story is kind of different. So my dad travelled a lot. Mm. So it was in, es- in essence like a long distance thing. So he would be, spend half his time here, half his time in Nigeria. Okay. And 
for me growing up, that was quite difficult because the reason why he traveled was business. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the business wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. And that put a great deal of financial strain on my mum. Mm-hmm. And I, while my parents were married, I very much felt like I was raised in a single parent household because yep. I saw my mum do everything. She was working, she was raising us, she was grinding, mm-hmm. doing doing a lot and taking a lot on. And when I was when I was young, I just couldn't understand why my dad couldn't just be like, you know, Sarah's dad, who just mm-hmm goes to work in the morning and then comes back home on <laughs> sorry Sarah's an example. No, 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 any, fine. Any Sarah, any Sarah, Sarah or Siobhan or Claire. Yeah. Anyone's dad who just, you know, went to work and then would come home. And I grew up with this with lots of questions and resentment towards him. And I mean now that I'm older and we've had conversations and his thing was just he never wanted to work for someone. He always wanted financial independence, which I can respect. But yes. growing up, I just couldn't marry why I couldn't get a Barbie doll because my dad is away working oh. with, you know, his his desire to have financial independence. So um, yeah. So for me, it felt like he was constantly picking his dreams over his family, which now that I'm yeah. older, I understand that he says he was doing everything for us. Mm-hmm. But when I was young, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like, I know this is what you want to do, but could you just put that on pause so we can... You know, just yeah. not always have to struggle. Because mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it wasn't Dickens, let me clarify. It wasn't like a Dickens no. childhood, but it was Your hard. Your mum made it work. Yeah, it, my mum did and make it work. mums always make it work. This is it. This <laughs> so. is it. But um, but we did, we did struggle. Mm-hmm. We did struggle. And um, my parents actually did get divorced when I was 15. Mm. But prior to that, even when they were together, I didn't really have that relationship with my dad. There wasn't that closeness because yeah. he would be gone for a long distance of time. We'd speak on the phone. He'd be like, I'm coming back next week. Next week we'll come around. He's not here. The week after that. Ooh, yeah. So what should be like a month trip turns into seven months. There was there was a time when I didn't see my dad for, I think, a year and a half. Yikes. And I remember when I was very, very little, but at this stage, I remember like looking up at the sky and seeing an airplane thinking, oh, maybe my dad's on that one, oh, which sounds, no. I know, it sounds really sad saying it back no, now. But, but that truth. was my, that was my childhood mentality because yeah. I was always told he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. And that has obviously, we'll get onto that a bit later, yeah. but that has impacted me in so many different ways. Just mm-hmm. not having him around and never knowing when he'll be back. And even times when he would come home, I wouldn't even know. Yeah. There'll be instances where I'd come home and, oh, dad's home. Yeah. Or I'm about to go to school and dad's back. And yeah. it was, um, it was challenging. Yeah. It was challenging. The lack of uh, kind of communication and... And consistency. I think, cons- exactly. And I think parents, bless them, especially... I know there's a there was a pressure on men to be the provider. Yeah. So I get that the, there's a lot of energy that goes into that. But um, I think a lot of parents, what they forget, especially um, for kids, is actually what we want more than anything because your it's, time. You're just being there. You want your time to be present. Yeah. You know, not just to be there because there's, there's parents who can be there, but they're not there. That is very true. They're not present. That is very true. They're Having just... daddy issues is not unique to people who didn't have their dad physically there. Your right. dad can be there physically, but mentally, emotionally, checked they're not out. providing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Checked out, not there, don't don't know anything about you. Yeah. And that can be hard as well. So. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. I had my dad around. He officially was able to come to the UK when I was... 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So I was a teenager by that time. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you've grown so much by then. Without him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, it's kind of like, kneel down in the morning. Um, I'm making food. I'm having to, like, I don't eat fish. I'm scaling fish. I'm cutting oh, off fish heads. I'm gosh. doing all this stuff because it's like, oh, no, like, my, your, your dad's here. Like, yeah, and this yeah. is how your dad eats. And this is how your dad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I literally was just like, this is strange. Okay. Did you feel resentment towards him? Um, or was it just... a was it just a weirdness or a discomfort? 
I think it was weird. I think there yeah. was a discomfort because there was some culture clashes and mm. not because I was just like some leery kid. It was just basically, I was raised in a single parent household. That's how I felt. Mm. My mum provided, you know, mm. uh, was always there. Um, and it was just my mum and my sister. Mm. So it was very much like, oh, okay, this man's now kind of coming to the house. Mm. We need to accommodate for him. Mm. So I'm the eldest of three daughters. So... For me, having my dad in the house, it was also like a shot to the system because it's yeah. like, oh, there's a man here and we're, we're a naked house, you know, so my sister will just be around hey. any kind of way. <laughs> okay. But obviously when your dad's home, you had to be like, oh, I shouldn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's a different the, way the of li- living. They're little things, mm-hmm. but they're things. Yeah. And you notice them, especially when you're a child. These things are really punctuated in your mind. It's like, yeah. oh, dad's here now. Yes. I can't do this. And you're not used to it. No. And when I was growing up, I always had the mentality, oh, he's here today, but he might not be. Mm. So I was always kind of like, this is fleeting. And yeah. I never really got used to it. So I can imagine for you, uh-huh. it must have been really, really difficult having your dad here, I guess, permanently now. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, and imagine like when you're 15, 16, you're just very much, I was, and you know, in those, my teenage angst of being. So it's just sometimes like, you, I'll be getting into arguments with him Mm. and he would just be like, you know, like, almost like, are you squaring up to me? And I'm just like, I don't, no, I'm definitely not, but I'm talking back. And that's not something that, you know, back home it would be like, well, you you wouldn't even do this. It was like, it wasn't even that I was like trying to like uh, start something or whatever. It was just being like, oh, dad, I'm not too sure. And it would be like, what? And it'll Mm. just escalate. And I was Mm. like, wait, I was, Mm. I've kind of been raised to be like, oh, it's okay to kind of, you know, share what you're saying. Mm. And then we could talk Mm. about this. Mm. Um, Not in, um, not in a disrespectful way. And I was never, never intended on like um, being disrespectful or anything like that. But it was just very much like it was, um, he felt challenged mm. in certain mm. aspects that mm. were just like, what? And I, what I grew to understand was that he had lived a bachelor life in Nigeria. Of course. By himself, you know, so... So it must have been difficult for him as well. But stepping into like when an instant but when family. when we're younger, we don't, we don't see it like that. At all. I'm yeah. literally like, you're an adult. What is happening here? Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I think my resentment was more towards my mum really? than my dad. Because I was just like, you let him back in our lives and it's not been what you've wanted. It's did you not... guys have a conversation before he came home? We did. Mm. I said... I don't think he should come back. Really? The whole thing was like, oh, your dad's going to be coming back soon, mm, blah, blah, mm, blah. Mm. And we was just like, oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. And she was just like, I don't feel like you guys are really excited about it. I'm like, mum, I don't really miss what I haven't had. And that was devastating for her because oh. she's like, this is my husband. This is your father. Yeah. Like, how can you kind of say that? And I was just like, I, I just have, I it's don't hard miss. to miss someone you don't know. Yeah, I don't know him. So it was... Yeah, that put a strain on my mum's relationship because re- more than anything, me and my sister were just in a pack that were just like, my mum wants her husband around. Mm. So we're going to make this good so for my mum. So is that mom. how you saw it? He was your mum's husband, not your dad? I saw it more like, it's hard to be... I feel like there's a difference. But you can't just become an instant. You're not an instant parent, mm. you know? Like, mm. there's something... That's why I feel like there's certain people in your life that you... you you can call them a second mom or a yeah. second dad because of the way they've shown up and mm. been present in your life mm. and been consistent. Mm. So for me, him just coming into the frame, it was just like, I, 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 I need to get to know you. We're going to have to start yeah, from day one of course, kind of thing. Of um, but it kind of, it slipped into a quick kind of, you know, you guys need to be like, this was very, my, the household turned very militant. And oh, I literally wow. was just like, I didn't feel comfortable at home. And Not I didn't really feel comfortable home. around him. 
So it was just like, okay, no, this is my mum's husband and we're just going to be respectful and we're going to, as long as my mum's happy, um, which she didn't. They they got divorced uh, later on, but mm. like when I was in uni um, and that was very difficult. Yeah, for, for, her, for been... us seeing her because this was the thing that she'd been working for. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it must have come... been hard for her because I mean, okay, mm. you were 50 when he came back. You went to uni three years after I assumed. Yeah. And at this point, your sister's already gone to uni. Yeah. So now it's just her and him in the house. Yeah. So you can imagine that must have been really difficult for her as well. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, this man that she's been wanting to come back, mm-hmm. but she might not even recognise him anymore. Exactly. And that's the thing. I don't know why this pattern of... Um, and I see it a lot within, uh, like, Nigerian-African households where there's one parent that lives in uh, Nigeria or Ghana or whatever, and then there's one parent that lives here. Some people get... To make it work. It can work for some Sometimes. people. Personally, I don't want that for my life. Exactly. But maybe because I've seen how it doesn't work. Right. So maybe that's why Like, I make conscious, I try to make conscious decisions to make sure that my future is very different to yeah. my past. Exactly. So, um, And I've seen that and it's very much like, I, my mum even had to start, had to get to know her husband again. Of course. And he had to get to know her again. Because yeah. they've been, they've lived apart. Because living with someone is a, Different, different board, game. board game from talking on the phone. Exactly. Completely different. Right. Oh, wow. So how do you feel like your relationship with your dad has, if you feel like it has in any way impacted your romantic relationships? Um. So I used to always be like, I didn't like that saying where it was just like, you marry your father. Oh my gosh, sis. And I was just like, sis. <laughs> God, please. No. Yeah. <laughs> with everything. Yeah. No. Um. But I had to start unpacking some of the issues that I actually have had with my dad. Mm. Um, because it wasn't... It's it's very subtle ways that you don't realise that you've put boundaries around yourself or yes. um, subtle ways that you've kind of... Uh, you you have certain things in your mind that you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to allow this. Mm. And you haven't really explored why. Mm. Um, there was a period in my life where I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to get married. Mm. And she was just like, why? Why wouldn't you want to get married? And I was like, I, uh, marriage doesn't look fun to me. It doesn't look enjoyable. It looks stressful. It looks financially difficult. Mm. I was like, you guys, it just looks like struggle. Mm. I don't want my life to look like struggle. Mm. So, um, and how did I, she take that? She cried. Because she, she must have felt like to an extent that she failed and that's why you felt like that. Yeah. And that was, for me, I was like, oh, when she was crying, I was like, mom, it's not like, you know, it's not all in, it's not you. It's but that's just, how she probably saw yeah. it. Yeah. And, gosh, you know when you're just a child, you're just saying things. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be married. And yeah. she just started crying. I was just like, oh no. Oh gosh, indirectly, I was kind of, I blamed you guys because you've been a, a, a weird example of yeah. marriage to me. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, it's just not going to be the same. And my mum's advice, she's always like, she's like, wherever your husband is, go. Like, don't do oh, long distance. Really? Don't do, yeah, she does all, she's like, because she's, she's, she's learned. She's learned. She's, yeah. yeah. And, I think that's a that's a hard thing that our parents' generation know that there's certain mistakes that they allowed, there's certain behavior that, yeah. that they allowed, and there's certain things that those behaviors they showed their kids, they showed their daughters. Yeah. And sometimes, I'm sorry, those um, there's certain things that their daughters may be allowing now in relationships yeah. is because they've seen their mothers and do the same. They've normalized it. Yeah, that's all they know. So that's what they normalized accept. abuse, uh, emotional abuse, yeah. uh, physical abuse. Um, you know, just certain things that you're just like actually. This This isn't right. It's not okay, but it's patterns and behaviours that you've seen before. And for me, I kind of went the other way in the sense that I was just like, you know what? 
marriage is something that I feel like uh, I would need more understanding about. But in mm, relationships, mm. I was fiercely independent. Mm. And for a good relationship to work, you need to be interdependent, mm. you know. Um, but because I was like independent, mm. boundaries, mm. I was weary around uh, certain men. I understand um, Very weary about like, uh, even like trusting them at their word. Oh, that's... My dad that was is, breaking commitments. That is my... That's my issue. Yeah. Oh, so for me, I've definitely had a challenge trusting men. And because the first man that, you know, should have shown me what manhood is, mm. was constantly, like you said, breaking commitments. Mm. I just I just could not bank on my dad's word. So to the extent that when I... I'd say when I became a teenager, any time my dad would tell me anything, to be respectful, I'd say, yes, dad. But at the back of my mind, I'm knowing this isn't going to happen. And I brought that into relationships. So I had times when I had a wonderful guy, but by virtue of the fact that he's a guy, yeah. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him. Yeah. But it's something that I had to pray about. And I thank God I've, I've come a long way, but it's still, it's still an issue. Even in my current relationship, Did I see it Did you connect the dots? Up. Were you like, when you're in mm. the relationship, were you like, okay, I'm having trust issues. Um, did you trace it back straight away to not, your... not back then. It was more like, you know, when you do the um the um autopsy on the relationship. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out what went wrong. What went wrong? Mm. And you're trying to break things down. And then I started to realize, I mean, because that was like my first year's relationship, the one I was referring yeah. to. And you know, you, you see some people, you date people, certain yeah. things. And I just started to kind of evaluate things and the kind of person I am as much as possible if something breaks down I don't really think there's much use blaming the other person I can't mm. change them I can only change myself mm. so I tried to think what role did I play and I started to recognize things that I kept on doing yeah. so um, I was single for a very very long time and during mm. that time I was prayerfully working on it mm -hmm. and I was just believing God like Lord please bring me a man who has integrity and I thank God yeah. I have that now but yeah. even then even though he hasn't given me any reason to doubt him there yeah. are still some times when that voice is still there at the back of my mind. Yeah. And um and it does it does come up and thankfully he's patient. Mm -hmm. But um it it's still a thing. Yeah. And I'm still navigating through it. Yeah. And this stems back from being that little girl looking up and trying to figure out if my dad was on that plane or not. Yeah. So it's it's so many things that mm -hmm. parents don't really realize how much their their choices can yeah. impact their kids mm -hmm. and can even impact the choices that they then make oh, yeah. and how they choose to live their lives. It's crazy. You have to think, like, it's your formative years. So yeah. you're watching um, your mum and your dad, you know, if they're there, if they're not, you're you're definitely aware of certain people's, um, of their behaviour mm. and their actions mm. because your, their actions mm. affect you. Mm. So And I just literally took this characteristic and bestowed it on all men. Yes. <laughs> and they didn't deserve that. And I thank God as I've gotten older, I've met some wonderful men that completely debunk that mm. and show me that, no, some of us actually do do X when we say we're going to do X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm grateful that I've had that experience. Mm -hmm. But that voice still kind mm -hmm. of tries to make noise from time to time and I yeah. have to... Silence it with the word of God and mm -hmm. silence it consciously yeah. and just think, no, I need to see the best in people and not just kind of project things that happened in my past yeah. on people, especially when they don't deserve it. Right. They haven't done anything to warrant it, you right. know? There were certain comments like, uh, I remember from like past relationships, my first serious relationship, the guy... Uh, said to me one time, we was like having an argument and he's like, you just want to wear the trousers in this relationship. Really? And I literally was just like, mm. And I remember afterwards being like... I do. I, yeah. I do. I do. I want, I, I'm about having control. I mm. used to, I remember always, sometimes, I always used to see my mum as very strong mm. um, and 
even though she's still strong now, but I've realised you can be strong and vulnerable. Yeah. I think that's what's happened in my older uh, older years. Mm. But when uh, I was younger, I was definitely was just like, mum was this strong, independent mm. woman, blah, 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 blah. Why does she need this man to kind of mm. come back and mm. whatever? But they were married. She wanted that relationship. She loved him. She loved him. Yeah. And she wanted to make this work and stuff. And, yeah. you know, for and I wanted to be on board with that. But then I didn't realise that actually... Um, what I started to look at her, I started to be like, Mom, I don't feel like you have any control anymore. You're not you're oh, not in control okay. of this. And the way that this is oh, going. Wow. And you not... said you said that to her. Um no, it was just more thoughts and feelings mm, that I was just mm. like ships that mm. I was very much like, I need to have some control. Mm. Um and I thought I could control not only me, but other people's emotions mm. and how they would react because I never wanted to have my dad fly off the handle um or okay. anything like that. So okay. I was literally just like that. either I was walking on eggshells or I was always trying to people please. Mm. Or on the flip side, it was being like, actually, I'm not going to let you get that close. I'm mm. just going to try and really control this so mm. that we don't, so you don't kind of cross any kind of emotional boundaries with me. Because mm. once you do, then it's like, that's a different door, mm. you know? Mm. So it can, it can, there's a, it's a tangled web of yes. how it actually 100%. does and how it comes up and you don't even know it's there. It yeah. kind of like, you're, when you're in certain relationships, they bring out these things in you. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in an uh, in an atmosphere where there were arguments. And I literally was always like, okay, I need to learn how to argue better, you know? Wow, really? Yeah. So that was something that I was just like, I need to d- debate better. I need to argue better. Wow. And that wasn't healthy. That's yeah. not healthy. <laughs> That's not a healthy but response. But the beautiful thing is that you've recognised it. And now you can work on it and you can you can have like specific prayer oh, yeah. points. So you know, Lord, I'm struggling in this area, but your grace is more than sufficient. Definitely. Prayer, God, counseling. Yeah. You have to work through yeah. your stuff. You have to acknowledge your pain. Yeah. Acknowledge where you felt abandoned. Yeah. Uh, acknowledge, speak to that child, that inner child in you, because a lot of our, our inner child needs to be parented. Yeah. And a lot of your pain is in your childhood. Yeah. That's the that, that's what counselling told uh, t- has taught me. How has your experience with counselling been? Um, counselling, for me, I didn't go walk in and uh, I was like, oh, I've got daddy issues. Mm. It was more like, actually, I'm just going to talk about, you know, I'm just talking about life, free things and whatever, looking at some of my patterns, mm, kind of seeing mm, like, oh, mm. this didn't work out and this didn't work out. And then you're going, you're taking steps backwards. It's re, it's like learning your own history. Yes. It's learning your own, your the, the different chapters of your life, mm-hmm. the where there were, you know, battles, mm. <laughs> um, where there were certain cliffhangers, mm-hmm. certain things that were unresolved. There's no pause button. So counselling for me was very much like, how I found it was just at first daunting because I was like, you're talking to a stranger. Like, about what? Your innermost You know, your innermost self and some of the things that you might not like about yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and those are things that you have to, you know, it's it's hard for it to come up and out yes. of your own mouth and be yes. like, actually, maybe I'm a bit controlling. Mm. Maybe I'm a bit manipulative mm. in relationships because I'm trying to get this person to really like me. And that means also I'm not being authentic to myself. I'm not being my true self mm. because I'm really, I'm trying to mold and shape shift or transform into this person. That's and be you. Who's not, exactly. Because I, I definitely felt like I wanted to, I wanted to please my dad. I wanted him to, I wanted him to be proud of me. Mm. I wanted to, I was, it was striving though. And I didn't realise that 
something like that, striving and not being your most authentic self and trying to make people like you. And especially when that comes from a a really close... It's taxing. And it will exhaust you. Exactly. Because I've been there. (laughs) And it leads into your relationships and it leads into your friendships and even into the workspace. It works in... It just, in different ways, it pops up, you know? But counselling basically helps you re, you know, unlearn (laughs) and learn your own history and be like, oh, actually, what happened to me? I'm talking through it like it was nothing, but actually that was, was actually something. a bit traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been, that was actually a bit stressful, you know, yeah. to kind of go through at my age or to see or to witness yeah. or or maybe I didn't realise that that thing had an effect on me, you know, um, feeling like, oh, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't have a dad or maybe, you know, that as that abandonment, just mm. being like, oh, I didn't really see it was as, as abandonment because he he did turn up sometimes. He was he was there sometimes, and we start making excuses for it because we're like, it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad. Mm. Um, but, but different things impact people in different ways. Exactly, and it's okay. Like yeah. you have to check in with your mental health, your emotional well being. Definitely, that's amazing. I mean, counseling isn't something that I personally pursued, but I really think it's something I need to explore. Yeah. and even I guess for me everything with my dad we're in a much better place now like we had a very 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 long conversation the other day and you know he acknowledged the pain that he caused and he apologized wow, and that's big it, it was huge and big. it's brought so much healing mm. but even prior to that I had to really I guess I kind of would take solace in thinking you know what I have accepted that I just won't understand my dad but right. not understanding someone's not the same as forgiving someone. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we have to forgive. Yes. We have to forgive. And it's it's so hard mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's not always easy, especially when you feel like you've been wronged. Oh, yeah. And you feel like you need to know that you've wronged me. You've <laughs> hurt me. Yeah. But that's not how God is with us. No. And there that, is Jesus so much mercy. to apologize so before forgiveness. he saved us. Mm-hmm. But it's... But I was saying all of this and I knew it in like an abstract way, but I was trying to manifest it. But I honestly, I found it so hard. Yeah. So um, I'm grateful that he apologized. And yeah. I feel so much liberty now that he has. But I still feel like there are things I need to work through. Yeah. Because I don't want, um, I don't want to make the same mistakes I made in the past. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to bring that, you know, when I, by God's grace, one day become a wife, even become a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to deal with these things so I don't, so I can raise my kids in the best way possible. Yeah. So, um, so I think therapy is definitely something that I'm going to personally yeah. consider. So did you see a Christian counsellor, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I saw a Christian counsellor mm-hmm. and I saw um, a counsellor that wasn't Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you're counselling has to be quite neutral so it's not I didn't really see too much difference between oh right either, okay to be okay. honest so like your counsellor if they're a Christian counsellor isn't just going to stop in the middle and start praying in tongues for you mm. like that's not that's not going to happen um but you can uh they may you know, maybe suggest certain scriptures or certain things that you can meditate on. But even I asked my counsellor that I was just a bit like, because I had to really, I I didn't realise when I went into counselling, I started talking about certain things and she just started leading it in this kind of, uh, all the questions in the, about my parents. And I was like, I'm talking to you about work here. I'm talking to you about, you know, things. So she recognised it. Yeah. Right. So she was just like, oh, tell me about your parents. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, but I guess that's the genesis of most things. The, way, you, the way you're raised. Exactly. Like, she's like, so how was your, like, tell me about your upbringing. Mm. Tell me about your parents. Mm. How, how was you as a child? What, do you, what was your, one of your earliest memories as a child? Kind of thing. And I was just like, 
oh, okay. So I'm just like telling her bits mm, and pieces mm. and then she might ask another question and be like, oh, okay. So, um, you know, when you were you ever bullied as a child or anything like that? And I was just like, oh, yeah, maybe and stuff. She's like, oh, did you ever tell your parents about that? And I was like, mm. yeah, I did. It's like, what was your parents' response? And I was oh, like, wow. yeah, and I was just like, oh, um, I was like, my parents, you know, my mum was very much like, you know, defend yourself. Da, 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 da. And she's like, oh, what was your dad's response? I was like, oh, my dad wasn't there. And she'd be like, oh, so where was your dad? And I was like, oh. That must have been and then so it would go, uncomfortable. Literally. Oh and it's my just like, gosh. oh, well, this is where my, my dad was here mm, and blah, 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 mm, blah mm. and stuff like that. She's like, oh, so how did that And make at this you point, feel? were you still thinking about it or actively thinking about things? No. Like, so that must have been doubly uncomfortable. It was everything. <laughs> every person has, you have some level of mother wounds and father wounds. Mm. And when you get to that point of realizing that your parents are people, and you take and that label. Exactly. And they can make mistakes. They can mis- make mistakes. Yeah. They can be hurtful. They, you know, they can be vulnerable. Because they're know, learning got... too. I yes. mean, they haven't, they haven't done this before. I mean, in my case, I was the firstborn. Yeah. They hadn't done this before. So it's... When you but take again, the case... But you see that now. The... Yes. You see it when you're younger. When you're younger. You're like, you're supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Have it together. You're an adult. You should have this together. Yeah. You should yeah. have some kind of understanding. And I... No, they're working through things as well, but mm. they're working through things and those, how they're working through them, mm. um, their actions affect you. Yeah. And, it, you know, sometimes it's directly, indirectly, it wasn't intentional. Sometimes they didn't even think that, oh, they just thought, oh you're a child, you won't remember that. You you didn't, you didn't hear that. You didn't, <sighs> there have been so did... many things that I tell my mom and she'll be like, you remember that? And I'm like, I remember everything. Yes. I remember everything. Mm-hmm. So there was just like things like that that I was like, oh, you know, I didn't really... Therapy, counselling, talking about it was just like, oh, okay, this, this point, this point, this point. Mm. And then it was my second, like, kind of uh, stint in counselling where she was uh, like, oh, okay, we're going to just, we're going to focus on some of your parents, like parental issues and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Because, like, at first it was just like, I just want to, you know, get my life together. Mm. I feel like, Mm. you know, I want to be a better person Mm. and Mm. blah, 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 blah. And then I remember going home from one of my sessions being like, what did what just happened? <laughs> like, oh, wow, really? I felt undone. I oh, felt wow. undone because I was like, okay, God, I asked you to heal me. Mm. I didn't realize that that meant that you were going to have to re-break some bones and show you and then put them in a cast so that it can set and heal correctly. Yeah. Because you know, like sometimes if you break um, a, a certain part of your body, mm. um, for them to make sure it heals correctly they'll re-break that bone Mm. you know and then they'll reset it and cast it and then that you will be healed after that but the pain of them re-breaking the process process of that yeah is is painful but it's necessary it's necessary but i think to be honest that has been part of my apprehension towards Mm -hmm. because even for I mean, it depends. There's some people that kind of know about my situation with my dad, not everyone, because it's hard for me to talk about. Even mm. thinking about recording this podcast, I I know it's important. I know there's so many people that are going through it. Mm-hmm. And Father's Day can be hard for people. Oh, yeah. I used Last to stay off year, social media. Sis. I was just like, all these people with amazing dads, yeah. that's great and all. Thank God for you. Yeah. <laughs> Last year was the first time I took my dad out for Father's Day. And that was so difficult. Yeah. But um, it was something that I had prayed about, to be mm. honest with you. And I just felt the prompt of the Holy Spirit to do it. But it was it was hard. Yeah. It was really, really, really hard. And um, speaking about it is hard. And even speaking about it right now is still difficult. But yeah. but not speaking about it's not helping. It's not. It's not helping. It's definitely so not. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, look into it. 
that I was working, I was in counselling, working through some of this stuff. How long were you in counselling? Oh, there was a, there was a period where it was like, I was in counselling for consistently uh, for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I took a break mm-hmm. because I was just like, I just need to process a lot of stuff. And I can imagine. That's a lot. T- you, like I, as I said, I felt undone. Yeah. I felt like, okay, God, you're really showing me. You're re- you you are, God is concerned about you being a whole person. Yes. That's yes. what Jesus died for. Yes. He died for you to have a whole, mm. abundant life. Mm. And in him we're complete, but that doesn't mean that we still don't need to exactly. go through these things and understand these things. Exactly. Learn from these things. And I think sometimes with the, the Christian needs of it, People just like, oh, I'm whole in God. Mm. I don't need to go through mm. counseling. God has healed me. Mm. I'm all right. I don't need any, I don't need to work through any of that. And it's like, actually, no, sis, you do work through some of those things because you're bringing that into your relationships. It is, it is, it is hurting your relationships. You're, you're still, you're treating everyone the same because of actually some of the issues that you've gone through. Just because you got baptized and you know, you love God, that's great. But there's certain things in your in your attitude and your behavior mm. and the things that you say. Mm. That's not reflecting God. You taking that bold step to heal from challenges that can actually be a blessing to others. Like just yeah. even now, you sharing how counseling has helped you. You've blessed me mm. and you've encouraged me to really, really pursue that. So sometimes if you, it's like, you know how um, the scripture says, you know, we comfort others the same comfort we've received. Yeah. Now you have insight, which is unique to you mm-hmm. because of counseling. And you could use that to help someone that's going through a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's, we overcome by the, the blood of our, the lamb and, and the, the word, word of, of our, our testimony. testimony. Yeah. And I think like some of us are not actually willing to uh, kind of go through some of that testing that no, comes. because we want it to be cookie-cutter Christianity. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> but, it's messy. And yeah. But God knows that. He died for the good, the bad, and yeah, the ugly. Yeah. And, that's, and he loves all of it. And he loves it. And he loved you even while you were a sinner, yeah. you know? So we have to actually be like, oh, okay, God, I'm actually going to be vulnerable enough with you and say, mm-hmm. like, you know what? I've, I've said to God, I, I, I'm angry at the fact that I didn't get a father. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that father-daughter relationship. I'm not going to have a, a, a father to walk me down the aisle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've, I've actually said that to God. And God has comforted, comforted me in that, showed me certain things and been like, you know, even with his word, just being like, you know, I will be a father to you. Yes. You know, that's what it says in his yes, word. Father to the fathers. Exactly. So I'm literally like, okay, I have to, you have to be vulnerable enough to be like, God, I, I am hurting. These are the things that actually did hurt me. These are the things that... You know, um, I I really thought they would be different. And also then I feel like it was through prayer. It was through God. It was through counselling that I was actually like, my parents are people. Mm. People make mistakes. People don't always have all the answers. Mm. Take the capes off of your parents and then you'll start being like, (sighs) oh, okay. It will give you a, a lot of compassion. Yeah. For them, it doesn't allow, it doesn't mean that you are saying everything that they did wrong, oh, that's fine. No, no, no. That I don't think you should do, say do that either because everyone has responsibilities um, and uh, should be accountable for their actions. But then after that, it's like, actually, you're a person and you were hurting or you were going through certain things. And now, I can, as I said, hindsight is 2020. Mm, um, I like it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, counselling helped me work through my own things and also be able to look at my parents and be like, oh, okay, I see that you just didn't have it all together, mm. you know? Um, if you knew better, you would have done better. Yeah. I think that one of the hard things for me was obviously my par- my my dad passed away mm. and um, that was just last year. And one of the difficult things about that is that our relationship was not 
in a place where it was it still wasn't completely better. Mm. And I really So you've had to forgive him in his absence. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there was a forgiveness that happened before he passed. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. That's good. But there was still the there was still a lack of contact and you know he didn't there were certain things like I invited him to my graduation, he didn't turn up. Oh There's certain God, things that, that he just really didn't. Hard. Yeah. And it was just like, oh okay. Did it hurt? Of Oh yeah, it hurt. You know, was you I sitting there on, in my room? You can't let it dictate your whole life. That's the thing. Yeah, the thing is though, I think without you can say that you don't want it to dictate your life, but then you realize like I have a, a graduation picture, which is just me, my sister, and my mom. I'm and very and my dad volumes. wasn't and my dad wasn't dead. Yeah, he was in London at the time. He just chose not to come. And there's things there that I'm just like, okay, what does that what does that point out and what does that poke at? It for me it poked at like, oh, maybe I'm not enough for a man. Maybe I'm not enough for, you know, my dad. My dad wasn't even proud enough of me to come to my graduation. I'm the first graduate in my graduate in my family, and he didn't couldn't even t- uh, turn up or show up, and it made me think like, so that must all have my striving. so many things. Oh Cause I yeah. Because at that point you must have made some progress. Oh yeah. And then that would just rip the bandaid off all over again. You take some steps forward and then you take some steps back Mm. and then, you know, you still have to work through some things because as I said, you can keep running around being like, oh, I'm praying through or I'm journaling through and you need to do those things, definitely. But are you actually... Because life will keep throwing certain things at you and those things will keep coming up to the surface. If you are not ready to be like, let me me deal with this now, you go back around that mountain and it will come back up again in a different way, different form or whatever. You have to talk to the mountain. You can't just ignore it. You You have to talk to it. Yeah, you have to address, you have to acknowledge like, and actually ask yourself, how did that make... That, how did that thing make me feel? Yeah. Because we don't check in with our emotions. We don't check in and the fact that we're just like, actually, that was that was hurtful that he didn't come to my graduation. Mm. I invited him. You know, um, that was that was that was a bit mean. Like, mm. and I'm never got an apology from my dad or anything like that. And I really wasn't looking for it. But I definitely had to work out through some work some things out with God and not let it affect my relationship with God because I didn't realise that because I was striving to kind of people please and make my dad proud and whatever and then him not even want to show up to my graduation for example I was I started striving in my relationship with God mm, I was mm. always thinking that oh no I have to I have to work twice as hard to just be seen as a good as a good child you mm. know to God like um, I wonder if like you know do I what else can I do to be a better Christian I need mm. to stick within these rules these things blah 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 I put so many different things on myself because I was just like I didn't realise that actually how my earthly relationship with my dad was I was now taking that into how my heaven, my, the relationship with my heavenly father. Yeah, and because it's, that's what you do, you know, it's one of those things, it, it does come up. It mm. will, it will show itself in that way. Mm. And it did affect my and relationship with, my, to with deal God. With it. Yeah. I mean, for me, again, it's, it comes back to the trust thing. So having mm. faith, there's some things I can have, my faith can be so high, mm. but then other things, even in the midst of that, I'm still doubting. Mm. And the end day with, with Christianity without faith it's impossible to please God Right. so it's like I could do everything I want to do I can serve my face off I can be in every single department mm-hmm. but if my faith and my trust in God isn't where it needs to be yeah. it's futile you Definitely. know and that stemmed from you know consistently having promises broken and God has never yeah. broken a promise to me mm-hmm. but it's still just that that thought it's those, your lived experience. those things at the back of your yeah. mind yeah so it really does it impacts so much it does oh, wow. I had to learn how to forgive my dad forgive my mom forgive myself Mm. um 
I had to learn how to forgive God. I was angry. Mm. I was just like, how come I'm looking at other people and they they have they have a great relationship with their dad. You know, they talk to him about things. He advi- gives that they give um, advice. They seem like they have a relationship. And I was just like, how come that couldn't be my story? Mm. You know, and I've always said this when people are just like, how can you be angry at God? How can you question God and what he's doing? And it's like, actually, you can. You know, like Paul <laughs> said, I was I am persuaded. That means like God persuaded him, actually showed him like, you know, this is, you know, I'm showing you that nothing can separate me, me mm, from mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, and I'm literally just like, OK, you know, God is a big God. He can handle my little, you know, raging fist <laughs> of yeah. being like, I just wanted a father in my life. And actually, I remember one time, clearly, God saying to me, I wanted that for you too. And I literally was just like, all right. Because your dad still has free will. He has free will. Our parents have free will, you know? And also, our parents are broken, some Mm, of them. mm. Some of them have gone through things that we do. If you sit down and actually speak to your parents about, like, how they grew up and their kind of, like, their life... You will be shocked at some of the things that some of the things that they've been through, faced, seen. Mm. Um, I remember one time saying to my mom, um, did what they could, the best that they could have done mm. within, mm-hmm. you know, their capacity. Mm. You know, uh, uh, some of our parents may not have the emotional capacity that we really want. Mm. Um, and that was something that I had to reconcile with. Yeah. Um, trying to speak to my dad about feelings and stuff. He's a Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> feelings. <laughs> what you know, are these feelings? This is how I feel, Dad. And it was just like, huh? Like what? Feelings what? care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like, what are you talking about? And it was just like, actually, no, Sarah. Even how you approach this conversation is just not right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to really understand that because there was they did had to do a lot of things despite how they felt. Yeah. So for them, feelings isn't a big thing. It's survival. Was... Survival mode is yeah. what a lot of our parents grew up in. Yeah. And still functioning. So, still functioning. Yeah. So checking in with them themselves emotionally, it was like, no, we just keep going. So I need to pay these bills. And it, things have to be done. Yeah. So what am I crying about? Oh, yeah. I'm working long shifts. Okay. A lot of our parents have worked two jobs, three jobs, four jobs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, there's checking into your feelings and emotions. You would be like, I'm tired. Yeah. Actually, I can't do this anymore. And a lot of our parents were like, no, we just keep going. We just keep going. So when it comes to now their relationship with you and you feel like, oh man, my mom's heartless or my dad's heartless. And it's like, no, actually, I don't think he's ever really tapped into his emotions mm. <laughs> in that sense. And again, I'm not, I'm really not trying to excuse bad behavior, but I think for us to have a level of comp- like, it t- it's a journey, but when you start having a level of compassion and for your parents, um, it gives you a lot of compassion for yourself. It gives mm. you a lot of compassion for others because you mm. actually are just like, you know what? There is no such thing as a perfect person mm. or a perfect parent. You're working through a lot of those things. But um, for forgiveness, forgiveness was more releasing for me um, for so that I could be released from being like, you know, having, I had a lot of anger towards my dad a lot of anger um and him passing was tremendously difficult um and it still hurt because actually I'm like now I'm mourning what could have been um the idea that I'm like he's not going to be able to walk me down the aisle of like for real like he actually isn't here Mm. um there was just certain things that I was just like you're you're mourning the, the 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 past the present and the future kind of thing and that was something that I was like I'm glad that I went through counseling because I have some tool. I had some tools to kind of help me to be like, oh, okay, Sarah, like it's okay. Acknowledge mm, that, mm, mm. 
but you know you can you can you can acknowledge that feeling you mm. know that you're like oh wow I'm never gonna have a father daughter dance <laughs> you know I'm not gonna um he he'll never be able to meet my partner he won't ever meet his grandchildren mm. you know when it comes to that point or he won't be at you at the graduation for my master's, which is happening in a month's time. There's certain things so in life. Up things again. It brings up things that you're just like, actually, people are not, like, he's he's not here. Mm. And I think if your parent is alive, you know, try and reconcile because, you know, I think it's, it's healthy. It's healthy for you. <laughs> it's healthy for them. But if you can't, um, I wrestled with guilt a lot because, you know, there's a, in, uh, in the Bible, it says, you know, honour your father and your mother that your days may be long. It's one yeah. of the only commandments with a promise. Yeah. Um, and I was, and it's a scripture I've grappled with, but yeah. yeah, it's what the word of God says. It's the word of God, right? And I believe if God has said it, it means you have the capacity to. Right. So, so there was times where I was just like, oh, okay, I'm a Christian. I'm really trying to work this out. And I would go again. I'll go back to my dad. Like when, even after he left the house, after he served my mom's divorce papers, it was just like, I'm still going to, I'm still going to go after him. I'm still going to be like, no, we're going to make this work. And it just, they were just, they were, ups and downs it was a very rocky relationship mm. it was very turbulent when he left the household um and I had to work through that and then I was just like on top of it you have Christian aunties or uncles or people in the church or people saying that you know you only have one dad I'm like I'm very aware <laughs> I only have one dad and I'm really trying to make this work but then yeah. there's also a part that he has to play and I was like as long as Lord I, you have seen that I am trying yeah. I've tried I will try again I will go again um but there was a particular point where I remember one of uh, my pastor, spiritual father to me, stepped, uh, kind of stepped in, was just like, Sarah, enough. He, he's not going to be that father that you want. And I, you, the way that you keep going after him like this is going to leave you as a broken woman. Mm. And I was just like, no, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like God is saying that. I can, and he was just like, OK, if you want to try again, go again but you're going to have to get to a point where you're just like, forgive him and let him be. Let him be his per the person that he is. Don't try and make him or try and mould him or, you know, put yourself in harm's way. Um, my dad was quite... Uh, he was quite he, mentally abusive uh, in that kind of way uh, and would say certain things, would talk a certain way about my mum, which I was literally like, I can't do this. Like, mm. I'm really trying to be respectful of you, of my mum. But then at the same time, like, you're talking about your wife, your, you know, your even if now that she's your ex-wife in a bad way, but I'm half her. And there was just so many things. That I was just like, Lord, what is happening here? Mm. Like, you're telling me, like, I need to honour them both. How do I do this? How do I work this out? When he When he passed, I didn't feel any kind of regret or like, oh my gosh, Sarah, you didn't try, you didn't do enough. There's always more that you can do, you know. <laughs> every In every area of your life, you're always going to think, I could do more. Um, you can't force someone to love you, though. You can't force someone to be present in your life. Mm. You don't want to do, do that. Mm. And I know for some people who listen, they might be like, no, but he's your dad. Like, <laughs> you know, but as, as we've said before, people have free will. So he made his choice. He made his choice. And how now I had to make a decision to be like, I'm going to honour him, but it may have to be at arm's length. Mm -hmm. um, 
and but I'm always gonna I'm still gonna check in for him I I, I love him I'm gonna continually pray for him mm. and I'm not gonna do it in a way like oh you know shady prayers like you know <laughs> oh you know sanctified shade exactly I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna yeah. try and shade him I'm literally I'm gonna pray for him and I'm gonna pray for his heart and I'm gonna mm. pray for my own heart I don't mm. want to be hardened towards him mm. you know because yeah he whatever happens he still is my dad yeah. there's been a lot of a lot of painful stuff that have happened has happened mm. um but I'm just like it's done now life is <laughs> when you experience a parental death you realize how short life is and the I guess that you... gives you all the more reason why you want to make sure that you have healed from this oh yeah and that you progress from this oh definitely because it will <laughs> it affects you it it does affect you. You might be like, oh, I don't even care. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not a thing to me. Your parental yeah, I, I relationship. I tried to play that game for for a while, but it doesn't. It affects it doesn't how work. you're socialized. It affects how you move in this world. Yeah. Um. It affects who you are. You know, because like, if we can see like certain people's parents, like parents of athletes or like amazing people, the way that they have parented their child, they've almost conditioned this child to be like, this is your life now. Our parents have a big effect on who we are as people and there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do because some some of it wasn't always great it wasn't great lessons some mm. of it was good some of it's indirect some of it's direct and we have to kind of sift through what our parents actually have taught us yeah and be like oh, okay god like show me what's good and show me what wasn't good and let's unlearn some of those things those patterns and, and the behaviors. beautiful thing is when you ask god he always answers you yeah so when you ask him, Lord, show me how do I navigate this? Even with, so my, my dad's actually getting remarried. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So that's happening this month. So that's brought up a whole heap of things. Yeah. And I have been praying like, Lord, please help me to navigate this. Mm. Lord, help me to be honorable. Because mm. this is, does not sound a Christian thing to say, but it felt like you don't deserve to be happy, girl. Oh, yeah. I know it's a it's terrible real. thing. It's real, but I felt like my mom should be married first. I felt mm. like you, my, my dad was my mom's first love. The only mm. man she's ever really known. Same for my and, mom, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you you don't deserve a second chance, which is not Christian and it's not right. But that was that was my initial. Yeah. And I've had to pray on it and I've had to navigate through it. And as I'm getting closer and closer to the wedding, I'm praying even more and more mm. like, Holy Spirit, help me. Like you have given me, your love has been shed abroad in my heart yeah. by your Holy Spirit. Help me to manifest that love. Help me to demonstrate that love. Mm -hmm. But you have to be vulnerable with God. You have to, you have to ask God. You need to talk to mm. him. And when you when you are open like that, he hears. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm feeling so much better than I was when I first found out about it. And I pray yeah. as I get closer and closer, I'll feel even more better. But I guess the main thing I really want us to take away from this is you have to honor your parents, yeah. even though it's hard. Mm -hmm. You have to forgive sometimes, mm -hmm. even if you don't get an apology. Yeah. But ultimately, like you said, your parents are people. Yeah. And they will make mistakes, but God never does. Right. So just take solace in and take comfort in him mm -hmm. and just know that even though your dad might disappoint you, God never can. If Father's Day is quite triggering for you, just like we said, take comfort in God and just trust in him and just understand that his grace is more than sufficient. It's more than sufficient for your past hurts, your future hurts, your present hurts. And yeah, his grace covers all. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. So if we want to follow you and find you, where would you recommend? You're back on social now. Um, I Postmaster's Cocoon. <laughs> You're um, back. I Blessing us with your presence. Slowly <laughs> but surely getting back. But I am on uh, all my socials are the same. I am under, sorry, look at me. At it's, it's been that long. <laughs> honestly, it's ITS underscore Sarah O um, on Twitter and Instagram. So cool. yeah, feel free to 
follow me. And you guys already know Valor Magazine on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that good stuff. And if you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a rating. It just helps more people find us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As always, we'd love to hear from you. This podcast is for you. Yeah.